Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. Well, it's a theme this time of year, high school football. It is king now in indiana and it's huge here in uh, Hendricks county throughout the central part of the state and so we spend a lot of time here in central indiana talking about it and we're going to kind of reset uh where we're at we're two weeks in we'll be a third of the way through the regular season for our Hendricks county schools as of this coming friday night and so to kind of break down where we're at some surprises some of what we've expected our good friend lex zorn yeah. lex how's it going oh it's going great uh thanks for having me on it's uh, always great to be on here and talk about one of my favorite subjects yeah you uh you've <laughs> done this with us for years and of course you announce the cascade cadets yes that's uh, every right. friday night on audio sports online you do a lot of uh the jv games for us as well so you get a chance to see these schools and yes and uh it's interesting you know and just and coming up in just a little bit we're going to hear from steve spinks the head coach of the cascade cadets we spend a lot of time on football this time of year even though it's not a sports per se because it is so big it's such a big part of the the community fabric oh it is yes and really especially over the last 15 20 years the friday night lights have just become such an institution here in central indiana to the to the extent that i think it was in just 2013 or so the usa today said that indianapolis is the third biggest high school football city in the country yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating because you don't think you obviously people outside of the 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 state think of Indiana as a basketball state, but now we football has long since surpassed basketball. It it has, and you know when people ask me since they know I commentate a lot of football as well as a lot of basketball, which sport I like better, and my, my answer is honestly, it's not that I like one sport better than the other. It's just that you know when I was a kid, and to put it in perspective, I'm 46 now. When I was a kid, basketball just felt more relevant. To, to the state and now it's it's quite the opposite you know um, basketball still a, a significant force but football feels more relevant right now yeah so we're just going to kind of reset we're two weeks in and obviously teams still feeling out their their season so far but that'd be nice for luck and i just take a little pause look at where we're at and uh the team that we have seen uh, we saw him heard him on week one here on 98.9 wyrz and then we'll be hearing them this friday in a huge matchup against hamilton southeastern it's the avon orioles they're one and one the verdict sort of out on them they looked really good against Plainfield week one that 58 32 victory but man did they sure struggle against Ben Davis in week two yeah they did and you know I think uh Ben Davis still um still holds a little bit of a grudge from that tournament loss to Avon a couple of years ago but you know obviously after they beat uh, after Avon beat Plainfield 58 32 and after uh Cameron Misner played so well it looked like he was the heir to Brandon Peters who, of course, went on to play for Michigan. Um, it really looked like that Avon was going to be a top-five team again this year and make a deep tournament run, and they still could. But, you know, obviously, even if you weren't going to beat Ben Davis, you certainly wanted to be more competitive than they were. Um, so, obviously, they came crashing down to earth. Um, but, 
you know, there is something about playing one of the heavyweights early on, and hopefully this will, uh, hopefully Coach Bless will be able to use this loss to motivate his team, fix what they did wrong over these next seven weeks, and get ready for the playoffs. And of course, they'll need it because they're in they're in that sectional of death. Well, and they ran into one of, if not the best players in the state. Uh, obviously, Reese Taylor, the Ben Davis quarterback, likely going to end up being Mister Football. Yeah. And I mean, this is and we talked with Mark Bless uh, on his coach's show about it. And obviously, he downplayed it and said, "Well, we, you know, we expect to do well." against this guy but there he's he's better than 99.8 percent of the kids that are gonna be on a high school football field and when he gets in the open field there's there's just no stopping him yeah and you know i commentated the uh, jv teams um in between those two schools on saturday morning and you know um i it was the first time i'd ever commentated ben davis football and you know i'm thinking that the the ben davis jv team could probably beat about 90 percent of the varsity teams in the state so i'm thinking oh my god I, you know i can imagine how good the varsity team must be this year you know again rob kendall lex zorn program central indiana today breaking down a little bit of high school football action for our hendricks county schools through the first two weeks kind of getting you up to date on where everybody's at of course avon begins hoosier crossroads conference play this friday night big game at hamilton southeastern and like that this used to be a game that for years was the first game of the season for the these two teams I think both of these coaches because I interview each one of them each week Scott May at Southeastern Mark Bless at Avon they're pretty glad they don't have to see each other until week three because one of those teams was going to lose a dynamic game in week one every year and it kind of sets the tone for your season yeah it, it, it can and you know another good thing about it is um you know um I'm, I'm so glad even more so in retrospect that the Mick um dropped the two Terre Haute schools north and south and then the HCC dropped uh Harrison Jefferson and McCutcheon the three typical New County schools so that opens the way for all those um interconference Mick HCC games that weren't possible before and so it's it's you know set up you know a couple of a couple of dandies you know like um Avon Ben Davis and then also Brownsburg Lawrence North so um definitely it, it's great that we have all those uh, matchups that, that we didn't have before, but also obviously Avon uh, and Hamilton Southeastern, probably the two most consistent winning programs there in the yeah. in the conference. So, yeah, it, it's it's a you know the, the beginning of conference play for both schools. So obviously they're gonna you know want that in the worst way, and two of the most uh, zealous fan bases in the state as well. So that's gonna be a marquee matchup. Yeah, they've been one A and one B for a long time there in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. The Brownsburg Bulldogs, of course, under new coach John Hart last year, a. Uh, a resurgence, nine and two. They had Hunter Johnson, Mister Football, uh, that really helped at quarterback. He's since gone on to Clemson. Uh, they started one and zero. Oh, big win at Bloomington uh, against uh, Bloomington South at home, fifty one fourteen. Looked like they were right back on uh, on schedule, but then a huge loss in week two. A very good Lawrence North team. Lawrence North probably going to be one of the best teams in in the entire state this year. Yeah. But a thirty four to thirteen defeat. And uh, I'll tell you what, they really want to get back on track at home this week. A, a game they should win against Franklin. Yeah, they should, and uh, you know it's uh, Franklin, of course, coached by uh, Chris Cole, the longtime Tri West coach, who decided to leave for a bigger but um, long struggling program this year. We'll see if he gets it turned around down there. Uh, the Grizzly Cubs have not had a winning season since 1996, um, so we'll we'll see if he regrets the move or not. But yeah, I mean that should be no problem. Uh, but you know, Lawrence North really. Um, a 21-point loss to what could be one of the better teams in the MIC this year probably is not not as bad as, as it seemed at the time. I, you know, it's important to remember this is not the Lawrence North team 
of a few years ago. You know, when, when Patrick Mallory took over four years ago, the program really had hit rock bottom. Their average margin of loss the year before he got there was 50 points. Wow. And they played several games with running clocks because they yeah. were losing so badly. So it, it was a rebuilding process, but I, I think they're going to be a top 10 team this year. And Brownsburg, I think, still has that potential. The big thing is that you know, this is sort of a rebuilding year where, you know, when, back when you and I were calling them a couple of years ago, they had all those offensive superstars, obviously Hunter Johnson, who you mentioned, but then their superstar running back, Toksak and Rabada, who went yep. on to Iowa, the wide receiver, um, number 17, as you and I remember him, <laughs> you know, inside joke there, <laughs> Tyler Kurtz, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he went on to Ball State. And for those of you, for those of you who don't get the job, you know, uh, after he scored a, a few big, after, after he got, a, after Tyler Kurtz got a few big plays at Lawrence North when Rob and I come them a couple of years ago this fan kept on yelling over and over 17 17 and, and we were in the stands we were yes that's right in the in the stands yeah so again John Hart big year for him because obviously he had that great year last year but they say hey you got one of the best players in the country in Hunter Johnson and really a big year for him even if they don't win a state championship for Brownsburg to ultimately put up another convincingly winning season so obviously losing one of we one of the first two weeks he wants to get out there and and get a win uh let's look down the schedule a little bit or down the uh, down the county a little bit uh the monster this year lack and this is a little bit surprising it's going to be danville looks like danville is going to be the big big beast casey woods has totally turned that program around 12 and 3 now uh throughout his first uh really season and a third and they have won their first two games very convincingly over both cascade and a bigger mooresville school yeah and i'll tell you it's just surprising to most people but it's not a surprise to me and, and I'll, I'll tell you why Last year, um, I commentated their regional game against Lawrenceburg. Um, and, of course, last year, Danville, you know, they were coming off three consecutive losing seasons that led to the resignation of Russell Sumner. Casey Woods took over, really uh, started playing a much different type of offense than did Sumner, who was like just rush, 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 and then when you're done with that, rush some more. <laughs> and really, um, Woods you know, is a heavily passing coach. And I remember um, – Watching them in that game, and well, backing up a little bit, they won a sectional of death. They won a sectional in which there were four ranked teams, not including them, and they beat Bishop Chittard yeah, in the Ch sectional championship. Because Tri West was in that sectional as well. Yes, exactly. And so then um, they went against Lawrenceburg, who uh, unfortunately had a nuclear missile on the the team, and probably one of the top ten rushers in state history, Austin Bowling, um, who unfortunately Danville had no answer for but I I looked at the personnel they had and I knew they were going to be really good this year because the bulk of their uh, star players were juniors and so I knew it was going to be a strong senior dominated team this year and I remember even though they did lose their starting quarterback uh, Christian Schrabel who's playing for a division two college in Pennsylvania now um they they returned uh their their four leading wide receivers um Ben Stevens who's a big a major college prospect along with Zach Lucan, uh, Alec Burton, and then Toby Highland. And I said, whoever the new quarterback is, you know, he's going to have a much easier time because he's going to have all these senior wide receivers to throw to. Well, it turned out that one of those, uh, it was one of those very wide receivers who had the other wide receivers to, to <laughs> throw to because they moved Toby Highland over to quarterback and he has nine touchdowns over the first two games. And um, because Tri West, um, almost all their top offensive players were seniors last year. I I gave I remember saying in the post game show after the loss to Lawrenceburg last year that Danville was my pick to win the Sagamore this year. So and if if they 
Um, so they, I think they have a good shot to run the tables and make a, a run at the Class 3 HD Championship. And, you know, it's especially appropriate because the girls' basketball team is going to make a run at the Class 3 HD Championship as well this year. Yeah, and for uh, Danville this week, it'll be Lebanon at home. They're 2-0. That'll be a very interesting uh, interesting matchup. Leck, uh, let's continue to move down. Again, Rob Kendall, Leck Zorn, uh, taking a look at our uh, high school uh, football squads here in Hendricks County. We're a couple weeks in. We'll be a third of the way through the regular season uh, after Friday night's game, so we wanted to take a little pause here and kind of get you up to date on where everything's going. Uh, the team that interests me the most, Leck, is the Plainfield Quakers because they yes. are a team who last year showed flashes of brilliance. They had the injury bug that hurt them, as it has seemed to have done the past several years. Yes, yes. But uh, they do have a very dynamic junior quarterback in Ben Slayton, uh, the two-headed running attack of Dawson Anderson and Tavian Gadia, uh, several receivers that can catch the ball. They've played two games now, and I don't know what we're going to see this year because they looked really overwhelmed against Avon, but then they came out in the game that I did uh, last Friday night on WYRZ against TriWest, and they looked really good scoring that 21-7 win I still think the verdict is still out on Plainfield it's still out but I I really think they're gonna recover from that loss well they already started to with the big win over Tri-West I think they're gonna go at, barring injury which is a, a big if because you know, the last four years uh, the the Quakers have been really hurt by injuries but barring injury I think they're gonna do no worse than six and three in the regular season I, I, Decatur Central has been the toughest team in that conference, the Mid-State Conference, the last few years. They look like they're a little bit down this year. Um, and Greenwood, you know, it looks like they're good, but certainly, you know, sh sh probably not up to Plainfield's level. And then, you know, we have Mooresville, Franklin, and Martinsville all rebuilding. Whiteland's always good. but And then, you know, the Quakers could lose to Ron Colley, but I, I think I, I don't see any way that they don't have a winning season. The big problem for Plainfield is – that cathedral got demoted from after not winning enough tournament games the last yeah. few years in 6A. <laughs> and not only is cathedral down in 5A and therefore almost certain to win this championship in that level this year as they did in 2013 and 2014, but also they are in the same sectional with Plainfield. Yeah. Um, they have the same four teams as last year uh, in that sectional, Plainfield, Decatur Central, Zionsville, and Arsenal Tech, but they added cathedral to yeah. it. So yeah, the, the big thing is, you know, the, the, it's important to remember since so much determine so much depends on the almighty draw, Plainfield could have Brian Woodard's best team ever this year and you know, draw cathedral and go out in the first round. Hopefully that won't happen, but you know, the, it, but Plainfield should, barring injury, should be better next year with Slayton and Gaudia being seniors. And also, it should be, uh, we should give a lot of kudos to um, Cade Ritter, Gavin Ritter's younger brother. Da right. Gavin Ritter's taken his game to DePaul. He was a, a three year starter, graduated last year. Um, so, and the, the big the, the big question mark coming into this year for um, Plainfield was who's going to step up a wide receiver, you know. We knew that the quarterback and the running back situations were in great shape, so it's good to see that the Ritter family tradition is continuing. Yeah, there. and if, if you can't tell, we're going ABC order here down through the county. And you say, well, you skipped Cascade. Well, the, <laughs> reason, the reason we did that is Steve Spinks, head coach of the Cascade Cadets, is coming up, and he's going to break down the, their first two games for us, so that's why we're uh, we're doing that. You'll get your Cascade fix coming up. Yeah. All right, and last on the, uh, the county uh, football schedule here, uh, the Tri-West Bruins, obviously a great tradition, football tradition. I think they've been to the state championship something like five or six times now, and uh, since 1996, 
and uh, obviously at what a four four state championships, four state championships. Yeah. uh yeah at least four, yeah four state championships yeah. and a uh, great team last year a team that lost the regular season opener then ran the table yes. uh, until they met that buzzsaw of the Danville Warriors in the sectional semifinals won uh, I believe it was nine wins in a row oh no they, they lost to Chittard uh, uh, and then and then Chittard uh, lost to that's Danville right. that's yeah. right I'm sorry yeah they lost to Chittard in round yeah. two of the sectionals so nine wins in a row, and then uh, this year their their coach, as you mentioned, Coach Call, leaving Tyler Bruce, who did uh, was a revered uh, quarterback state champion uh, at Tri West, uh, takes over at the helm, and uh, they they're off to a rough start, but it gets two good teams, West Lafayette, primarily one of the best in 3A every year, and then a much bigger Plainfield squad. So we still don't know what we've got with the Bruins yet in 2017. Yeah, and you know um, the, the the big thing is I. I Give you know t- to me you know uh, Tri West is one of those teams that's always innocent until proven guilty because <laughs> you know basically they've shown that no matter how no matter who graduates they always have guys coming ready to come up and and take over and um, so even though they lost almost all of their big offensive stars from last season which was a whole slew of them um, I think they have they have four guys from that team who ended up playing college ball. Three of them up at, at St. Francis, in fact, with um, an NAIA national uh, repeat national championship up in Fort Wayne, and and then top Peyton and Hendershot down at IU. But they, um, you know, Cascade. I mean, Tri West. Excuse me, Tri West is a program with only six hundred and some kids, they normally don't have great talent, but they usually have good talent but an outstanding system and with their track record, the four state championships, it's very easy to get kids to buy into the system. And I think that's one reason why that they're so good year in and year out. And so the thing is I, I think they're probably still the second even despite the two losses, I think they're probably still the second best team in the Sagamore Conference behind Danville. I think they're gonna go probably no worse than six and three in the regular season. Uh the only thing is they're in such a tough sectional there with uh Chittard and Brebuff Jesuit and Garen Catholic and and of course Danville. So, you know, um like Plainfield Try West could have an outstanding regular season and still go out in the first round just because, you know, they're in such a tough sectional. All right, Leck, good job. Thank you. Oh, thanks. No problem. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will speak with Steve Spinks, the head coach of the Cascade Cadets. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, 
next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to Lex Zorn, uh, lending us his expertise on high school football in Hendricks County. That guy, that guy's like an encyclopedia, man. He knows everything. All right, time now to speak with Steve Spinks, the head coach of the Cascade Cadets. We'll take a look for the first two weeks for Cascade and preview this Friday night's game at Brown County. Here's that conversation. Speaking with Steve Spinks, head coach of the Cascade Cadets. Coach, how's it going? Uh, going okay. Uh, just trying to get back on the horse here, get ready to rock and roll, and uh, get out to practice today. Well, obviously you'd like a different result on Friday night, but I was talking with Lex Zorn, the broadcaster that calls your games on Friday nights, and he made a great point. He said, you play one of the most top-heavy schedules, certainly in central Indiana, so you're, you're getting the, the big dogs out of the way early. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, th- th- there are positive um positive outcomes with that even in the in the rough scores um you know we talked about danville week leaving some scores on the field uh being young and being able to overcome those things well i mean we had a 28 13 score uh with 11 minutes to go in the third quarter on friday night um defensively and again i'm the d coordinator so um clearly i didn't coordinate worth the crap <laughs> in some in some uh in some instances there uh because they came right out and scored immediately a uh, 60-yard touchdown, whatever it was. And then they just kind of kept scoring. So, um, <clears throat> again, it's something that I need to do better as far as giving our kids a better chance of success, especially against those doggone big schools. Because, uh, you know, and not, and not even necessarily big schools because Monrovia is the same size we are. Um, they've just bumped up. So, with that kind of schedule early, we cannot make the mistakes that we were making uh, defensively or otherwise. Yeah, Coach, you know, but you look at Danville. They put up a huge number against Mooresville. That's an even bigger school than they are. Monrovia was a 2015 state champion. I mean, you're starting off with a couple of real barn burners, especially for a rebuilding program, which you guys are. Yes, sir. Um, And that's true, and it's easy to get hung up on stuff like that. Uh, but to be perfectly honest with you, you know, we we preach state championships here, um, and there's no better way to get yourself prepared for a state championship than by playing the best and trying to beat the best. Um, so, you know, playing that top-heavy schedule, uh, you know, like I said, some people, they would get really down on themselves about it and all that kind of thing. Uh, we look at it as a great challenge and a great way to start the year, uh, you know, leading into, obviously, conference play. And you look at the history of the the cadets against uh, Monrovia. Not, again, you don't want to lose, but your performance last Friday night was markedly better than, say, the last three years against those guys. So you are making huge strides, even though the outcome wasn't what you wanted. Yes, sir. Uh, and again, you know, we want to make sure that we are improving in all aspects. And, and you can sit back and look at it and say, well, you know, last year we lost by fifty-one, whatever it was. This year we lost by thirty-seven. Um, you know, and you can look at that and say, well, we made up two scores. We made some boneheaded mistakes and that's a great football team. But the other thing, you know, we need to look at too is Monrovia was missing their best football player, um, you know, top to bottom, kind of their best all around football player, um, and and Mr. Whitney. So, um, you know, there's some, you can take that away, but again, we want to be more competitive all the way through the game. There were spots and, and parts of the game where we were really competitive. I felt like. And then there were other aspects where we just kind of, you know, let them <laughs> just let them march down for a 60-yard touchdown, and we didn't take a great angle uh, to stop the guy for a 12-yard gain. So 12 yards turns into 70, which is a mistake you can't make against Monrovia because, as you can see, they'll make you pay. Here we go, Steve Spinks, head coach of the Cascade Cadets. All right, coach, we're back on the wagon. We head to beautiful, beautiful Brown County this week. What does Brown County bring to the table? Uh, well, uh, after looking at the film, number one, they're 2-0. and um, 
they're, I know they're going to be riding high. This is their first home game of the season as well. So uh, Brown County is going to be going to be pumped up, and they have every reason to be. Um, they have got a heck of a quarterback. Um, again, I, I didn't get – I just now got – actually, I can pull it back up here. I literally just got this, uh, the two deep here. Here we go. Um, the uh, Noah Carter, uh, their quarterback, number six, he's only a sophomore. And that kid's got some game. Uh, he could play. Um, and they've got uh, – Another kid, uh, Colton Harper, who is as tough a runner as we've played against, number 29 for him. They've got a good receiver in number one. His name's Tristan Richards. So um, they've got some pieces uh, that they should be really excited about. So we need to bring our A game. And, you know, those long bus rides, you know, you sit on a bus for an hour and a half. You get kids uh, sleeping for 50 minutes, which is something <laughs> we're gonna, which we're going to regulate. Um, you know, we're not going to mess with – circadian rhythms and all that stuff since i used to teach psychology uh we're not going to mess with all that so um we're going to regulate sleep a little bit and see if we can get off the bus and uh and get after it coaches you're two weeks in obviously you're still figuring out what you've got and this, you'll be a third of the way through the season but doesn't the, doesn't the season fly by i mean it's third of the season after 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 friday night that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it really is it's kind of like going to a buffet you know that's the way i look at it <laughs> Those first couple of plates fly by, then all of a sudden you're sitting there uh, sick to your stomach. So the ideal thing is that you don't want to be sick to your stomach after that second plate here midway through the year. You know, we want to be uh, ready for plate number four, five, six. You know what I mean? We want to be a, a 400-pound guy, not a little wimpy 100-pound guy. <laughs> yeah, well, so take us through after two weeks. Obviously, you're still preparing. Your team's still growing. But give us a couple guys that you're saying, man, these guys are doing pretty good. we got some guys we can build around here. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I said, you know, missing Cole Edwards on Friday was, was big for us. Um uh, you know, he's a guy that we lean on even as a sophomore. The, his teammates voted him as a captain. Uh, so missing him was tough. But uh, number 44, our guy, Connor Horning, um, again, uh, before the game, you know, comes to me and says, Coach, I, I'm going to carry us. You know, just give me the ball offensively and ended up with uh, almost 200 yards rushing, if I remember right, or maybe 170, 180. Um, really good night rushing uh, for him. Cameron Ginter's leading the way up front. Uh, lineman-wise, uh, other than other than Cameron, to be perfectly honest with you, we struggled all the way around, and that was a big problem. And that's something you can bet your butt that we're going to address today. Um, other than, you know, Cameron and Connor, of course, uh, A.J. Sanders played really well. Uh, Should have had an interception, played real well in coverage. Uh, did a pretty decent job on offense, but also had a huge kickoff return for touchdown. So uh, big things from him. Uh, you know, we're hoping our backfield continues to get better and better, and we need to get better up front. Uh, as an offensive and defensive line, both sides. You know, that's one of the things we talked about in the first, the preseason show, was the short run and the long run. And I know short run, you're disappointed to be 0-2. But the long game, which you're taking, which is basically completely rebuilding a program, you know, you've got to see week in and week out. It's it's an ends to a mean. You know, it's the season as a whole, not week by week. Sure, yes, absolutely. And that's a, that's a great point, Rob. That's what we focus on. You know, we want to be 1-0 and each week. Uh, you know, we go out to practice today, the Monrovia and Danville game. You know, we, we played the games. We didn't get the result we wanted. It's time to move on because in the grand scheme, again, uh, we want to be playing at Lucas Oil uh, Stadium on Thanksgiving weekend. So in order to get there, you have to improve week to week. You got to be one to know each week. And like I said, you know, we look at the season as, uh, as basically a fight. So, uh, you know, you've got 14 rounds and everybody loses a round. You know, the boxers lose a round. Floyd Mayweather lost a round or two on Saturday, but his end result was exactly what he wanted, and that's what we're going to focus on. Uh, all the other stuff, you know, the the conference titles, and you know, if you're fortunate enough to do that, your sectional championship, uh, your regional, all of that is a byproduct of preparing for a state championship, which which is what we're going to continue to do. And wrapping up our conversation with Steve Spinks, the head coach of the Cascade Cadets, Coach. Uh... 
Friday night, people will be listening on Audio Sports Online here in Lexorn call the game. What are a couple of the things they should be listening for? Hey, if we're doing this well, we, we may be on the high end of the scoreboard. Um, well, I mean, we're hoping to continue to improve offensively. Um, from where we were last year to right now, um, and Coach Dan Engel, our offensive coordinator, along with uh, Adam Parsons, that's helping uh, Coach Johnson, Brent Johnson, uh, Coach Burleson, all those guys that are working on the offensive side. Uh, I'm not going to mention myself or Coach Sullivan because we need to get better as offensive line coaches. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think better um, we should continue to improve offensively, uh, especially with the guys that we have in the backfield that are carrying us uh, and, and doing a really good job. And those guys on that side are, are doing a much better job. Uh, defensively, we had better get better. Uh, or, you know, we're not going to have the outcome that we want. So look for our defense to play better on Friday uh, or else, you know, I could be six feet deep in a pine box or something on Saturday. Man, I'm going like, to have, have a heart attack on the sideline. Actually, I wouldn't make it to Saturday. It might just be Friday night. I don't know. All right. Well, Coach, let's get a big win on Friday night. Best of luck, and we will talk to you on Monday. You got it. Yes, sir. Have a great day, Rob. That was Steve Spinks, head coach of the Cascade Cadets. Thanks as well to Lex Zorn for filling us in on what's going on with Hendricks County High School football. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. Phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group.